Thanks for coming to hang out with us today. Ruck Up Buttercup is a podcast hosted by Deployed Love. We chat about real things that military families deal with and help you to love the call to action. So you know the drill. Ruck Up Buttercup. Ruck Up Buttercup podcast can be found on all your favorite streaming locations. As well, we are now available on Reese Across America Radio on Fridays at 11 p.m. and Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern. You can find Reese Across America Radio on the iHeartRadio app, the Odyssey app, and the TuneIn app. Just search the word Re. Can't wait to see you there. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the last episode of the year for our third season. So we are excited that you guys are here with us again and hope that your holidays went well and you have some fun plans for today on New Year's Eve um, if you're listening as we posted this. But We are here just going to talk about ways that you can connect with not only your military member when you're deployed, but with other family that you may be stationed far away from and just fun ways to connect with people that you want to keep connections with. Yeah, I feel like the biggest one, especially if you have a service member deployed, is just to send fun care packages. Um, and now I've seen so many. I think I think it also depends on your service member because I know if I had done this for Jeremy, Jeremy would have been like, "Please don't do this again." Mm-hmm. Um, where you can decorate the inside of the box and like theme the theme them out and everything like that. Obviously, that means you have to kind of time, like shipping and things like that. Um, also, how much money you want to spend because shipping those boxes is expensive. But it can yeah, also people go into really cool though. You were talking like, yeah, uh, like really decorate them. We just didn't really have like the internet to the extent that we do now when my husband yeah. had been deployed for those long enough times. So like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I do remember like when Jeremy was deployed back in the like um late 2000s, his first couple of deployments. Um, I do remember sending him things to like, you know, decorate for Christmas. Like, hey, like, what do you like? What are some things that would like make time go by? He was like football sikes and a couple footballs, um, you know, and then I wrapped them up and I sent like homemade baked cook- cookies for like everybody to share and things like that. And um, especially the holiday Christmas time, I think that's like the easiest time to do those kind of things. Like, hey, like, you know, how can I br- bring some Christmas cheer, holiday cheer to you? And, um, you know, I think I sent him like tinsel and like flat ornaments where they could like make a little tree on the wall. Um like a zigzag tinsel mm-hmm. tree type of thing um, and things like that. But I feel like it also just depends on where you're at too. Cause I remember being like, God, this costs so much money. Like, can't you just go over to the PX and just buy this beef jerky? It do- it depends on where they're at. Yeah. Like you're saying, it, sometimes does. they have so much access more than they need, honestly, but yeah. to things that is like, what do I even send you that you can't get yeah. already? And well, and Dustin's last deployments have been three months. So like by the time with all the movement in between, like I couldn't even send boxes because I was like, I don't know if he'll even be there or if it'll get there in time for him to still be there. Like, yeah, we, um, during one of the rapid deployments, the last couple of years, there was a time frame where they were there longer and they were expected to be there a lot longer than they were. So we did send packages and then, then they ended up leaving yeah before they even got delivered to them so they ended up having to get returned and I think we got the package I sent him maybe I think he had been home for like a month and a half by the time it got back to us and I was like thank goodness it was it was different things like he sent a package to me not for me by the way people 
Like it was more important just to send things back that he didn't have to carry. Yeah, always but, in big boxes uh, it, of things. Yeah. And it, oh my God, it was just so funny. I was just like, he's like, hey, I'm sending this box back. It costs a lot of money, but don't worry about it. And I was like, don't worry about like, it. I was like, how much did it cost? He's like, it costs like $200 to ship. And I was like, Jesus, Jeremy. The stuff in there better be worth more than $200. It was, it, it was worth a lot more. Um, But, you know, I was just like, oh, goodness. Like, let's not let's not go down that route again. Yeah, I just feel uh, like, and it's definitely depends on the branch. Because I think that Air Force has a lot more solid deployments when they go. And definitely Navy. Some of the ones that I've been seeing people um, in the military groups recently have been on these massive deployments and they just got extended for another 218 days. I was like, holy cow. I don't think the army could get away with extending a deployment for almost an entire year on top of what they've already gone. I was like, how do they get away with allowing yeah, I that? Feel like I, I, so, and that makes me wonder because like a lot, I feel deployment is thrown around for everything. So whether it's an actual deployment or if it's like a TDY type well, of duty. One, at least the one that I saw, it was the na- they were on the ship. They were deployed on a on a ship ship so yeah see and i feel like that's kind of like what army would consider like a unaccompanied tour for a year because it's not necessary i mean sometimes they're just sitting in the middle of the of a, the ocean like they're not in a combat site like for me so for me right. personally deployment is a combat zone you're in a in a um in an area where there's a likelihood of you seeing some gunfire but i think it the thing is, we don't know a lot of the Navy, I guess, but I think Navy, they're in that, that, it's considered a combat zone because it's within certain zones of where war is. Yeah. So they, obviously there's not a water fight right now, which would be terrible <laughs> if it got to the point that there was, but like, they're there so in how case long they need to. Like, I guess it's also like, typically like how long are their deployment, original deployments? Because like two year, that's, that, that would be yeah, like. Yeah, I would assume years. the first one wasn't a full year, but I'm, but 218 days like- to add to a deployment is. <laughs> that's like nine months like that makes, me, that makes me wonder was that added or did they get involved did they volunteer to stay on longer because i know that happens and right. so i mean it I, definitely Jeremy, does jeremy's 100 percent has done this where he has said oh i've been told i have to do this and then down the line he's like yeah actually i volunteered for it and i'm just like why didn't you just say that to begin with like it's just wild to me that it's an option like how are you gonna have people in these poor boats for that amount of time and then be like well, even if they're offering, like, hey, we need 20 of you to yeah, stay for another like, year, like, you know, I mean, like, same, same thing for deployment, though, like, hazard or pay, I mean, all that extra pay that's on top of it, like, some people, like, me and Jeremy, not joked about it, but, like, during all these rapid deployments, uh, specifically the one to um, Iraq, the very first one, the, um, Jeremy's unit came back really quickly because they got pulled back quickly because they were supposed to go partake in this other exercise back in Jordan. Um, but then COVID hit, but everyone else stayed in Kuwait for like six months. And we were just like, dang, we could have been just racking in all that like deployment money because you get paid more um, if you had just stayed. But now you're just stuck here with me in COVID um where everyone else is getting the deployment okay and like and I and that's a joke and I I love my husband so anyone who's listening I hate when he's away um but like especially when it's on those rapid deployments where you don't have time to prep but like I'm a military spouse so like deployments come with my husband's MOS like I know it like that's what he trains for every single day of the year so you don't realize like how used to that you get which is sad to think that you get used to it but like this last year 
I'm like, why are we messing at each other's fucking face all the time? Yeah. We're arguing so much more. And I'm like, no, it's because he's just always here. He doesn't he's work night here. shifts, which I, I hated night shifts when I was in it. But I'm like, but I did get this time where my kids were actually asleep and I could actually be alone because now yeah. he, even when he works nights here, he gets off at nine. Kira's not in bed because if you don't have a preteen, you know, they never go to sleep ever. So she's just <laughs> always there. And then he gets home and I'm like, I never am alone. And by the time I wake up in the morning, everybody's awake. And I'm like, I, I miss those times where I'm just alone. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm enjoying having Jeremy home to the extent of, I was really thinking he was going to like be home a lot more. And that was just kind of a very false false foot falsified like hood type of area that we were we were given that rtc assignment was going to give us um he's the only difference is, is he's home at 5 30 rather than 7 30 8 o'clock now um but yeah, he's still nice. first thing in the morning it is nice um, a lot of times he's like exhausted because he has to get up so early because he and his commute is now 45 minutes but um you know, it is what it is. We're already half a year down. We only have a year and a half left of this assignment. It's going to be something that it's just, it'll be fine. Now, if I had to do this like for three, four years, I might be a little upset about it, but um, he's, but I mean, like he's gone on all Jan. He's gone. He'll be gone the whole month of January. So I'm kind of like, oh, okay. Like I can like, you know, have some free get time. into a good groove for the yeah. beginning of the year and type of things without him here. Cause it's just so hard. I mean, if you've listened to any of our past podcasts, I've how I've discussed about how my entire family are picky eaters and it's just so hard to do all the different things to stay happy because you're just like, I'm not making three different meals. Um so um, but I, I guess like going back to like the holiday thing and um what how you can make or even like staying like together from afar you know, we talked about packages, but the other thing is, is like what we're doing right now is Skyping. Like modern technology is so different. Say the fact like, you just said Skype is like, oh, we definitely oh, Skype. Like in the early yeah, okay, Zoom, Zoom, Facebook <laughs> Messenger. Yeah. I don't even know if it still exists. I don't, at this point. I don't know if it, I mean, it may still exist, but like, I it's remember the prime I technology. Remember using, yeah. I remember using Skype uh, and it was so spotty too. It was so it worst, wasn't always, yeah. You couldn't always do it, but now like there's Facebook Messenger, there. I, I mean, mean everything. Snapchat, I mean, video call from your phone, like everything. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it depends obviously on your unit and things like that. But I mean, like even if you're just stationed far away from home, I mean, we we were stationed in Alaska, um, for our second duty uh, station, and we didn't get to come home every year. And so, um, you know, my in laws came up to see us quite like. Actually, they only came up once. So they came up one Christmas. Um, but it was just so expensive to fly home. So like if you're stationed Oconus or literally just the other cross of the country, I mean, you know, we all know that the military doesn't make a lot of money. That's not an expense that a lot of us can afford unless we're saving up throughout the year. And and then even then it's just kind of like, do we want to deal with the, the stress of traveling during a holiday and things like that? So Especially if you um, live Oconus, like it's not a quick trip it's a it's, it's a lot not. I mean I remember I mean my family's on the east coast so North Carolina South Carolina Tennessee uh, majority of my family and so I you know from coming from Alaska it was l literally 
a 14 to 16 hour travel because yeah. you know I mean two stops minimum with layovers and um I was doing it with a six-month-old and I was just like this is ex I mean carrying everything it was exhausting so um Skyping Facebooking FaceTime, all of those are super great ways to connect and you can still include it. And I know like we do this all the time. Like we've done like where we've been like, okay, we're going to do like a paint party. Like we're going to craft together and talk and chat and drink yeah, wine or coffee. Like we end up being like our family chats being very like, just, Hey, we're going to call grandma. But I, I want to, maybe that's something that'd be really fun for the next year is to be like, Hey, let's call, let's plan to read this book with grandma and then we're going to call her every week and we're going to talk about the chapters we read like that would be something that I think my mom would really enjoy to like be like hey we're going to oh, read that's a or yeah. something and like here you will read the first five chapters this week and we'll talk on the end of the week or something yeah so we we FaceTime Jeremy's parents at least once a week so usually it's Saturday or Sunday when Jeremy's home um but like his mom will call us and she'll talk to the kids and ask them about their week. And of course, like she follows like their school page and um, my, obviously my page and sees things that I post or if I text or something. So she's kind of already like knows kind of what they've done throughout the week. So she's kind of like engaging them in conversation. And it's so nice because like, even though she, I mean, currently right now they live four hours away, but even if when we lived in Texas, like, you know, she was still just so involved and intrigued and you know what oh you did this today tell me more about it or hey like you know I saw this on your school page tell me more about it um yeah because I feel it, like the parent our parents and their grandparents if you don't have kids just your own parents blame a lot of the like disconnect on us but it's not fair to do that because the, you also still live a long ways away and need to do that like just much I, to try to find ways to connect I like just, that I will say though like with with the current social media stuff like I was really close with my grandparents. Like I spent every summer with them going back between like my, my bio dad and my grandparents' house, um, Christmas breaks. I mean, I'm, I'm a child of a divorced family. So like, you know, holidays were kind of split, but you know, I, I always have always said like, I had a very strong relationship with my grandparents, but I've always wondered how much stronger it would have been with modern technology like yeah. with FaceTime, just as great as with yeah with everything because like you know like one of my favorite things about with my grandmother was I could not wait to go visit her because she taught me to cook she taught me to bake she taught me to cook she was she's I'm literally like a miniature version of her like I'm the like love party planning I really want to learn how to do a lot of these other crafts that no one no one's I haven't had anyone able to show me because unfortunately my grandmother passed away um gosh it's been over 10 years now and so, you know, she passed away when I was in college. And so I just didn't get to learn everything I wanted to learn. And I've always been like, I, you know, I wondered if we had FaceTime, she could have been teaching me via FaceTime because I lived in North Carolina. She lives in Texas or Tennessee, or when I lived overseas, she was in Tennessee. And so I do think that if you utilize these platforms, you could still have that really strong connection with family members. Um obviously both parties have to agree to it but I mean I I just feel like there's there is that where you, there is a disconnect where people are so focused on like you know instead of spending time as a family we're on our phones but that's an easy fix when your grandparents are visiting okay this time no screens mm -hmm. 
and go for it. Like anytime they come, the screens are usually put away. Like it, like maybe thirty minutes to like watch at it at um di at um in the morning. A lot of times, if we go to dinner, I'll bring it along just because like they get bored super easy. But I mean, they they love experiencing all these things with their grandparents. And every time they know their grandparents are coming, they get to go do something super fun with them. Like we either go to a museum or to the zoo or to a park or I don't know. All the kids are definitely lucky too, though, that your, your in-laws and your parents are relatively close. So they've had the chance. Yeah. Right now. But I mean, like before we were in North Carolina, it was in Texas and it wasn't as close. I mean, we may, we came for Christmas time. Either we would come or or they would come to our house. Um, and so, um, I am fortunate right now that my in laws are my in laws and my parents are really close. Um, within a you know three to four hours away. Um, and that was one of the reasons why I, like I was so adamant about coming to Fort Bragg because I was like I wanted to be you know, close enough to, you know, I wanted to somewhere on the East Coast. So I wanted to be somewhere close enough to where like we could get in the car and we can drive or they could get in the car and drive to us. And it wasn't going to be a huge dollar amount to come visit us um, and things like that. And um, my in-laws are retired now. And that's just been great too. Cause they're just like, we have nothing to do. Can we come visit? And I'm like, absolutely. I got to go on a work trip. Can you come and watch the kids for me? And it's been really great. Um, but that's not, everyone doesn't have that luxury. Um, I, I, I went through that period where I didn't have that luxury when we were in Alaska and Texas and, um, I will never take it for granted. And if you have that relationship, even if you had a rough relationship at the beginning of your relationship with your in-laws or vice versa, I feel like it can be mended. I mean, I feel like I've been in my relationship. Me and my mother-in-law did not have a good start at the beginning of our relationship. And I talked to her more than I talked to my mom. Yeah, um, see, we have the opposite story. We've never, ever lived anywhere near our family um, since we got, both got out of high school. So it has been a lot. It's really hard. The kids maybe, not even always, see their grandparents every year. Um, and and I should preference and say that both my parents and Jeremy's parents are military. So um, they kind of stayed near military bases. So that, yeah, so that, that does help. But yeah. the thing is, we also have this huge age gap with my in-laws where they're so much older that they, they're not going out of their way to call or make video calls or anything. We, we need to talk to them more often, but like, it just isn't in them to do that. They aren't the kind of people who make phone calls and sit and talk for hours and they're just not. And so it, it, it is so hard being military and knowing that like now we're, we're so far away and the kids, they love their grandparents. So when they do get to spend time with them, they've spent a whole summer with them before and they, they love doing it. But I wish that we had that stronger connection and had the ability to continue it throughout the year because they're going to regret it. And it's like, but they have no choice in the matter because our careers have pushed us to where we live and they mm -hmm. didn't really get an option. So it makes you feel really bad about that. That connection like isn't as strong because I also had a really strong connection with my grandparents. My mom's uh, parents basically lived with us a lot when we were younger. They were in and out all the time. We lived down the street for quite a while. We lived in a trailer park where they lived literally like two blocks away. So we could, mom would just send us over to grandma's house. So like, you know, we were always at their house. And then we always went and saw my grandparents in Nebraska every summer and probably at Christmas time or every year. So we were there all the time too and was really close to them. And I, I don't feel like I don't have, our kids have that with the, my grandparents, which is 
really, really yeah. sad. Um, even my parents, like who did they come to visit us? So it's not always us going to them. So they do, my kids will often get to see them twice a year, but twice a year. Like I think about like my, their cousins and stuff who get to see them once a month, at least, you know, like it's, it's such a different relationship from that. And yeah, I think it doesn't have, it shouldn't fall just on us because I feel like even since we were young, the blame was like, oh, well, you guys chose to move yeah. away. And it's like, man, but well, you aren't putting a lot of effort into sending birthday yeah. presents or calling or you never call unless we call you. Like, It's, it's so funny that you say birthday pre- or Christmas presents and stuff because like the last couple of years, like it's definitely fallen through the crack for at least my parents. Now my parents have really been really busy with like opening the business and my mom this year, my gosh, the amount of presents she sent like, she literally had to have been, like, on Amazon. It was like, oh, I like this. And then would walk away and then come back and forget that she put stuff in the cart and then added more into the cart. Because, like, You know I what's got- funny, though? I feel like maybe it's just there's this generation of time, right? Like, between their late 40s to, like, into their 60s where they don't really acknowledge that they're a grandparent, maybe. Like, they know that they have grandkids, but they're still focused on their own life until retirement. Yeah. So then all of a sudden it clicks, like, I'm grandma and I should be well, doing what my parents did. Yeah. And in in my mom, my I think this year is the first year where she's kind of a my sister moved up there last year. So she's she's taken a lot of the workload off of my mom. Um being physically there. So she's had a little bit more downtime, I feel, as well as she's a my mom's still fairly young. I mean, my mom was a teen mom, um, had me when she was a teenager. So I think she's like she doesn't even refer to herself as a grandma like it's Mia like that's her grandma name is Mia yeah when Um, my mom became a grandma she denied like she didn't want any names she just it's so funny I'm like but I mean like I'm 35 I mean granted I think I think our Brittany had the first grandbaby and she had Remy nine months before our Devlin um I had Devlin so they're only nine months apart um and I think we were 26 27 when we had our first babies so you know it wasn't like we had babies super early like we waited until our mid to late 20s to have our first um I mean I had both of mine before I was 30 so I had both kids uh, between 27 and 30 yeah but your mom was still young I think my mom was probably only like 45 when my sister had her for the first grandkid so oh yeah like my mom and like thinking that I'm 35 like we're 35 to think that like in 10 years I would be a grandma that that it is hard to acknowledge that that and I think that's like where I'm at because like that could be a thing because I mean Devlin turns nine next week it could be I mean it's a very strong possibility I hope to god that I raise him enough to be smart and safe and all that kind of stuff to not be it'll be 22 in 10 years years. my mind is blown like (laughs) I like my mind is but like that's just the thing though is like time it's it's time I mean not everyone does military life for 20 years some people only do it for four don't I would just you know biggest suggestion is don't ruin relationships like just be honest with them saying hey hey we can't afford it like if I told my dad I can't afford to come home for Christmas he'd be like okay cool I'm gonna send you money to come home for Christmas or you know hey okay well why don't we come see you do you have room for us to stay um I feel like when we're young spouses, and we've talked about this in another podcast where it's okay to say no, um, to go home for the holidays and things like that because of so many reasons. 
but you know I've always tried to go home we can't so like Thanksgiving this past Thanksgiving I made it even though we only went home for a day and a half to Tennessee I made it a like priority that we're going to Thanksgiving in Tennessee this year and it didn't even work out the way I wanted it to but it was still just so nice to see everybody's faces that we haven't seen in quite a while um and it was easy for me because it was only a three and a half hour drive and that was why I was like I can make this a priority and I can come stay but at the same time like I wouldn't have done that if we were at Fort Bragg and I had done that for years because it was a seven hour drive and I was like I just I don't want to do it I don't want to drive seven hours um for to turn around the next day and drive back like that's just too much it's way too much with kids kids yeah and that's the big thing we're going back to the states next month and I just I'm dreading it. Like my kids are yeah. old enough. And I was talking to them today. I was like, I am getting the window seat because I'm tired of them fighting over who gets the window seat and then never even looking out the window. But I'm like, also, I can go a 14 hour flight without getting up and go to the restroom. I'm fine because I know that and I don't want to get up. And so last time on the way here, I wanted to sleep. We had done a red eye overnight and flown here. And like, I wanted to sleep, but every time I'd be almost asleep, one of them would be needing to go to the bathroom. And I was like, I'm going to their butt sit on the outside. <laughs> So I was like, nah, but, but traveling back and they had to calculate the fact that we do have to travel with our kids. Like it is so much harder to go back and visit family when it's distance than to have them come out here. So, and it's just like, like I, um, thankfully like my, my dad, my bio dad and stuff, like they, they got a new bedroom set, but like the last several, like the last three years, I've either had to sleep on a couch or an air mattress for like the time I was there. And I was like, I'm sorry. But that's just, it's just, it's not comfortable. Like for an, a one night stay, yes. But like to come more than like two nights, that's not comfortable. And so, um, but like, I, I, I do want my kids to have a better relationship with them. So, you know, I am trying to make the more conscious effort of come, going to visit more often um, or have them come visit us since we're so close. But, you know, there there's just so many things that I mean even if you're just keeping traditions alive in your household that you're like if you can't go home for the holidays continue those traditions that you did with your family um you know we've always done gingerbread houses um in my family the last I don't know my mom started this tradition of doing gingerbread houses when I was like a junior in high school (laughs) um I don't know why it started then but like every year we do we decorate a gingerbread house. And so I continue that tradition with my kids, whether we do a party this year, they got like teeny tiny, like index size ones. Cause I was just like, we're not doing the whole shebang this year, but there's still a little gingerbread house for you guys to decorate. And those activities Uh, could be when you call, like the conversations don't have to be like sitting here, staring at each other to a computer talking and being like, love their grandparents. And in person, they'll talk like that forever. Right. But But as soon as that camera's on, they're like, I don't know. I got nothing to say. <laughs> You're like, yeah. dang it. We just called them just for you to talk to them. You wanted to tell them all about this. Now I have to tell them all about it because you want yeah. to talk to them. Yes. So do it during yes. making gingerbread houses. Yeah, Encourage I- your mom to buy a gingerbread house. So she's sitting at her table. You're sitting at your table. It's like they're there. Just, there's so many different ways for you guys like to connect with Zoom, FaceTime, everything like that. Like having conversation, making cookies together, showing them off um you know call after you know anytime the kids have had like a like holiday I mean my kids haven't participated in holiday concerts Claire had one a couple years ago 
but I didn't even get to go to it because I was out of town. My mother-in-law took her. And so she like sent videos of me like right afterwards and all these other kind of stuff. And I'm like, that's, but that's what I would have done for her in return when I'm like, oh my gosh, like how cute Claire is singing the song. Um, and just sharing those special moments throughout the year to keep them connected um, will go a really long way. And you can do that for yourself too. Even if you don't have kids, I mean, share your, make sure you're sharing your milestone directly to your family and friends, because I feel like if you're just posting it on Facebook, it's, it's not for as anybody. It's, yeah. it's for anybody. Like, you know, um, oh my gosh, like, look how cute we're doing this or, Hey, like, you know, I really want to make this recipe. Can you get on and like walk me through how to make yeah, it? Cause even if it's not video call, I think I find that this last year I've been posting a lot less to fa- my Facebook at all pictures and stuff. Because I find that I'm like, I know who likes them all the time anyways, is my family. And I think sending a message with a handful of pictures of the thing that we were doing recently is so much more personal. So like my grandma, I'll send her a whole bunch of pictures and be like, hey, this is what we did today. We went to this castle and like really describe what we did and tell her about it. And that's so much more personal than her just like scrolling through Facebook and being like, oh, well, look what Sabrina did. She didn't bother to tell me that she was going to do this, but how cool. So I've been trying really hard to just send, I send to his parents and I send my grandma and my mom, um, very specifically pictures after everything we do, instead of just posting them on Facebook anymore, because I'm like, this makes such a difference in our connection because then they respond where my grandma's not going to comment on my pictures. She's going to maybe push the like button, maybe go through all of them, push the like button, but she's not going to have a conversation and then we can continue a conversation. So it's like the biggest difference. And I, we had gotten to, I think everybody gets into that, like the rut of just sharing on Facebook. And I think it's maybe just recently, a lot of people are kind of pulling back from social media a lot more. So having that connection, whether that's a group chat, I don't like the group chats as much. I like yeah. each one personally. Like I'm going to send yeah, it to you I do it individually. Um, I mean, we we do have, I only have one family group chat and that's Jeremy's side of the family. And it's just because there's only six of us total. So it's a lot smaller. Um, and so that one's okay. But like, I, I'll go from that or I'll go to my like little chat with just Jeremy's sister and mom. So we kind of go back and forth, but um, depending on what we're talking about, like if it's just baby kid stuff, I'll go to like Jess and Cindy. Um, or if it's just family oriented or all the way around, around, I'll use that family chat, but that's the only one, that's the only family chat that I actually participated. See, my family is uh, just so disconnected anymore. And I, I don't know if it's just the way you're raised or our parents getting divorced after we had all moved out or just like what it is, but I have a relationship with each of them individually but there doesn't feel like there's this family unit. So when they yeah. they have put together a family chat, but I never comment because I'm like, I know the secrets I'm keeping for you and you. And it's like us it's, all talking together is not, it's super weird because they don't tell yeah. each other things. And I hear things from other people. And it's like, I don't understand how they have these chats. So I never participate. I feel bad, but I'm like, I don't want to sit here and BS with you guys because it's so shallow. It's so shallow yeah. because I know you're not telling this person that you're not telling person that. And you're it's like, not telling the whole truth. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, this is the most shallow conversation ever. And you guys are just having it. And I'm like, I'm not involved. Well, and then like, this also goes for your service member too. Like if your service member is gone, like keep up with your traditions, start new traditions. It's okay. I've seen so many families who are just like, I don't want to do anything for the holiday season because my soldier's not home and I can't go home. And I'm just like, you might not want to, I mean, I guess like my viewpoint is, is like, you may not want to do it, but your kids, you're, you're also like, if you have kids that affects them as well. So like, you know, you want to keep things as relatively normal throughout the holiday season. So they're going to feel it. They're already feeling the pre- absence of 
their family member, their, you know, their parent or not going home in to see family. And, um, you know, I, and I did this too. Like at the very beginning, I was like, oh, I don't need to worry about setting up the Christmas tree. Jeremy's gone. Um, I don't need to worry about, you know, doing all the things that we usually do when he's home. And then after a few years, I was like, you know, no, like, you know, A, I don't need to make myself more depressed through the holiday season, knowing that he's gone. These things bring me joy. I'm going to do these with friends now. I'm going to make, you know, you know, yeah. you have your tribe that you make, just bring your tribe in. They're going through the same thing. That friends well. thing is the big thing. Cause I remember my first deployment, like Christmas feels like such a long holiday because they start putting it out in stores. Oh my gosh, like, it's like a month. Yeah. Because yeah, in the middle of summer. Like so it's not like you feel like Christmas is like <laughs> here. It's like Christmas has been here and it's still here and it's never going away. And I still have to do it alone and it feels so long. And you have, but you should still do the fun things because otherwise it's going to feel longer. Like if you're sitting there doing nothing for the entire month of December, it's going to, Christmas is never going to get there. It's going to feel so long. I mean, if you are not capable of going home, whether it's financially or you just don't have a family to go home because they're there. I mean, that, that's, that is an issue too. There's a lot of people who don't feel like they have a family to go back home to for whatever reason and, you know, create your family find your tribe, find, even if it's just one person to be like, you know, okay, for Christmas dinner, you want to come over for Christmas Eve and watch Christmas movies, we'll order Chinese food and, you know, do Christmas morning together with the kids or whatever that may be, or, or vice versa, come over after you unwrap presents and I'll make breakfast. I did that one year, one year we, um, I didn't even have kids. I was single, but I was just like, you know, Hey, I will make breakfast. Um, if you guys want to come over Christmas after Christmas morning, if you guys do presents and all of us were either single or had teeny tiny babies, um, for those who didn't go home. Um, cause a lot of us didn't go home that year because they came home in like, they were coming home between like their window was like mid December to like, end of January like that was our window of potentially coming home so we were all kind of just like not going anywhere because we didn't want to be you know on the other side of the country when we got the call and that was at the time where you really didn't know when they were coming home until you got the call Mm -hmm. um you had that like big window and so I was like hey I'll make breakfast like everyone I was like centrally located to everyone in that friend group and I was like I'll make breakfast um we'll do brunch come over and we'll just spend Christmas day together um and that's what four of us did we you know four of us like two tiny babies and um, it was great and you know it was one of those things where that was just something that we did for Christmas I mean my mom I wish I had done that because the one that the one Christmas that I was completely alone I I don't say don't be alone on Christmas but don't spend the entire day alone on Christmas because it was so depressing because he, I was in Hawaii. We were E2. There was not a chance in the world I was going home. Like there was no way that we could afford that. Um, and looking back, like I should have asked people to help pay me because like, the reality was I was so sad and alone that Christmas because I was just in this tiny little apartment and it was just me and everything's closed on Christmas. So I wasn't working and have that to like distract me or anything either. And so I, I highly encourage you. I had friends, but I, you know, a lot of them had young babies. So they were doing their own little, their own Christmases. And I just didn't feel like I should intrude on that kind of thing. So I encourage you, even if it is breakfast or it's just Christmas Eve dinner or something, try, don't 
don't force yourself to be alone on Christmas because it, it's, oh, it's very lonely. Even, I mean, I don't know, like, I, and I think this is just me because I grew up in the military and I've been a military spouse for so long that if I know that you're alone on the holiday, like, even if you don't tell me, like, I feel like just, if you just mentioned saying, yeah, I'm not going home, like, that puts the ball court open to other people if you're afraid to ask to, like, participate. Because, like, if I knew if there was anybody who wasn't, who was alone during the holiday season, I'd be like, either A, I'm going out of town, you're coming with me, like, because my parents <laughs> live nearby, um, or B, I'm staying home too, so why don't you come over? I have a guest room, or, you know, you can have, my daughter doesn't sleep in her own room, um, you can have her room, and, you know, you can join our festivities. Now, I guess, like, you know, that also, you know, everybody's comfort level, but, like, you know, I would rather spend my holidays with family, whether that is my blood relative family or my army family. And um, it's, there's just so many things you could do. Like, yeah. I mean, even if it's just getting out and going to a Christmas market um, or a parade or a festival, we're going ice skating. I don't know. I guess it depends on where you live. Um, I mean, I if you're overseas and you are not taking advantage of all those German markets or European markets, wherever you are, you're, you're, you doing? Doing, you're yeah. doing something wrong. Um, it's just, there's just so much like look in your, I mean, I feel like that's the one perk of holiday, like at least specifically Christmas time is there's so many activities out there. There's plays, there's concerts, there's markets, there's, even if you're just window shopping, like at a market, like I just love to walk around and see all the homemade goods. And even if I can't afford it, I'm picking up cars. Cause like down the road, I'd be like, Oh, I really like this. That's thing my favorite thing. The, it's funny. Cause at the German Christmas markets, a lot of them, they only sell things physically, like at these different stalls that they set up. Cause I'm like, Oh, this is super cool, but I cannot afford a $200, whatever, right. This moment. And someone was yeah. like, do you have a card? And they're like, no, we really don't have anything online. Germans are so funny. Like their websites are so like 20 years ago. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. But I mean, like, that just, I, I just think that's so much fun though. <laughs> then I was just like, oh man, okay. Um, I feel like Greece, I mean, I feel like just in recent two years in America, people are, are like, you know, using like Linktree and things like that to have like, oh yeah, I, I, you can find my like stuff listed here or no, I don't have a page I have a Facebook page you can message me in here and you can put your custom order in or whatever mm -hmm. um but I just I, de I definitely feel nowadays with the with the advancements in social media it is a lot easier to stay connected than it did in the past it's commitment um, but I'm I love to commit you know to what, do it. even if you want to go and be I can't even say believe I'm saying this be retro I don't even think that's the right word I don't know how to explain this it makes me feel really old um go, write letters like if you want to <laughs> make sure. it a little bit more personal a little bit more different a little bit more special write a letter right have your kids send a card to their family and grandparents um to their service member write a letter uh send a christmas i i've always wanted to be a christmas card girly i never I just, can make it never i can never make it um I, which is such an I, excuse though I, so I, my I mom have, was on the three weeks she was here for three or four <laughs> weeks in europe then she went to immediate home into Texas for two weeks and she's still she, got Christmas cards here on time. I'm like, how did you do that? It. I can't even get a thought of it. <laughs> look, I had every intention to doing Christmas cards this year. I, I even had family photos scheduled to take photos to send out. 
and it just didn't like we ended up not getting the photos done it just ended up not happening I have this like idea of a photo to do that I'm going to post for Christmas which I just have to get everybody on board to do it which Jeremy's probably going to give me like the stink eye for but whatever but um it's one of those things where I've always wanted to do that and I every year I've always been like and I'm going to write up like a little letter to go with it so everyone knows what we're doing because like there is a lot of my family that I don't talk to on a regular basis or really at all um and as a lot some of my family politically we've grown apart in years just because I just can't um I can't talk to them without getting upset especially when they bash military and things like that I have no room for that in my life um but um I was like, oh, that'd be a great way. Like I can be like, you know, the, the kids are doing this and I'm doing this and Jeremy did this and these were our successes and this is not so success, successful year type of thing. But it's never, that happened one year and that was before kids. Um, so yeah. But I mean, like just writing a letter, like that was one of my favorite things to do when Jeremy was deployed when before all social media, I mean, there was email and stuff, but like, I would go, I would make sure I would write at least a letter to, as a surprise for him to be like, oh, he got mail. He got something to look at that wasn't just in his inbox on his computer that he had to fight to get to because, you know, they had limited um, access to them. So, I mean, that's still even to this day, because like every, all the deployments that he's had the last like three years, He's not been allowed to take any device with him. No computer, no cell phone, nothing like that. So it also just really depends on MOS and job and branch and stuff too, whether or not they get to have those things. So um, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like things are so much easier nowadays. It and it's, it's, it's a commitment ago. time of like making sure that you schedule it and you do the things, but the, the, there's unlimited options of things. Like, you, like I was talking about book clubs, you could do that with your spouse downrange too easily. Send a care package with the bot, the book or get it on kindle or whatever and then it'd be so funny i was telling jeremy about winter garden and like i was reading it because he was actually watching a documentary about the exact same stuff that was happening in the book and i was just like this was what my book was about the other day and i was like bawling my eyes out because like i was explaining the mom part to him and he was just like looking at me i was like we should read a book together he just gave me this look and i was like okay maybe not like i could only imagine you reading like like you have to find the the right book but (laughs) But you guys read a lot of books together. Yeah, well, yeah, kind of. I feel like a lot of the books, it's like I read this series. I'm like, oh, he'll like this one because he does like like a lot of what I read. And then he reads it like a year later. <laughs> so it's like we can't really talk about it. By the time he finally gets to it, he wants to talk about it. But I'm like, I don't, I don't really, really remember. remember. <laughs> yeah, because he's reading The Magicians now, which is like one of my all time favorite series. I love The Magicians. But he's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, where are you at in the book? And he'll be like, tell me like, and I don't know what that is anymore because that's been like two years since I read those books I'm like oh okay <laughs> so yeah we kind of don't we we enjoyed Iron Flame reading that together I guess because we had the chance to like we were both reading it at the same time so we could discuss it but yeah a lot of times he's just trying to read books that I've enjoyed because he doesn't know how to pick books for himself I don't think really and so he reads what I tell him to read but then yeah. it's just so far apart that I'm like oh yeah, I don't remember I just- that anymore <laughs> The only books I've ever seen Jeremy read have only been like military, like that used to be what Dustin was like too. I he then he finally just decided to start reading some of the books that I told him to read, and he's been doing it. So I don't know. 
I know I should be like you, those... you should read a series with me and we can talk about it um, and then I just want to pick a really smutty book because I just want to see what he <laughs> doesn't like that. those he he forwards through this the, a lot of those scenes he's like oh that's so weird <laughs> no I I don't know that's just funny but I mean like there's like start a book club uh gosh there's I don't know there's so many pick like a hobby like pick some random hobby I mean, either of you know how like to do video game, like online video games together like there's just so much out there nowadays like I definitely feel like 10 years ago 15 years ago 20 years ago for some of us that you know it was a lot harder to build that connection and I'm one of the worst people when it comes to like friends and stuff like I'll be like oh do 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 I'm like oh crap it's been five days since I've like checked in with so and so or so and so and you know and I'll be like "Mm, I'm so bad at this and I think that's just kind of like my ADHD brain like I'm just kind of like oh no, Ashley, you haven't talked to this person. Like the other day I was like, I haven't talked to Courtney in two weeks. Like where I was talking to her like every other day when I was at Bragg. So I was like, I need to call her and check in on her. Like, you know, how, how are things going? Um, and that, you know, when we all get into our routines and into the pace of everyday life, that that can happen. But if you just make sure you take the time to check in yeah, and I mean I feel like the people that you don't think about connecting with is your friends and I it, I've yeah. seen it like I do feel like no matter what happens that my friends my military friends will yeah. if we were to get back together would connect just fine but I, they do fall and it, it happens every time we move like we'll do yeah. super good for like six months of being really talking but every day our everyday life is so distanced from their everyday life that we just yeah. kind of like well, let it go all- and let it go to the point where you just don't talk anymore and it's so yeah. sad to see it because now we've been gone for a year I definitely see that with a lot of my friends at Bragg where it's like we had this but it's slowly just kind of like becoming yeah. nothing and I sure we could go back and try to like mend it and start over but I, it's not gonna last because our lives are so different yeah it's it's so different I mean like I have like my very best friend from like high school um we can go probably <laughs> A month where we neither of us text each other and then we're just like oh shit now like we're like you know sending all these updates and things like that um but like knowing that like as soon as like as soon as something's wrong like it's so funny because we don't ever talk to each other on the phone we only text so anytime either of us ever actually phone call it's just like oh something's wrong and like immediately like we stop what we're doing and we're like where do I need to grab a shovel? What do I need to do? What's happening? Because you never call me. Um, just because our our lives are just so busy. She works a lot of nights and I work days, so she's usually sleeping while I'm awake. And she's yeah. her child's a lot older than mine, so I'm kind of like really busy with like the everyday like life of like small kids. And well, physically being with someone around someone more re- frequently is different than being virtually around. It people is because I mean, like. like I still, I have friends, but I'm like, would I call them if something was going on? Probably not because they're not here. They can't really help with the situation. It's yeah. almost like you have to have a distance between you after a certain amount of time, because like, that's not the person anymore that they were the commitment mm-hmm. levels that you had when you lived near each other, because it just isn't, but yeah, cause it's so much easier to just be like, Hey, I'm getting in the car. I'm on my way over yeah. or like, you know, for four hours away or however far away you are uh, across the ocean states away like it's it's not as easy to be like I'm really all all the other person you do is just like I'm sorry I'm here for you but that's not you know I think that's one of the hardest part about military friends is like 
And then seeing, I mean, we also, once you move, make new friends, but seeing your old friends ha- making new friends and like yeah. having their new, their new person, <laughs> it's like, dang. New person or yeah, or just, you know, yeah. Yeah. Like it can be, it's not that they're replacing you, but they found, they found that person that fills the gap where you were. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's, and then I think it also things a little bit more when you haven't found that person to fill that gap yeah. for yourself yet. Yeah. Um. Because I can definitely relate to that a little bit because I'm just kind of like, oh, everyone's kind of just going on and having fun and doing all the things. And I'm just kind of like, it's definitely harder when you're the one that moves away. I think that because we have to start over in a new community where they've had these people that like were kind of in the back in their life. But then it's like, oh, I have this gap. I need a friend. They can just connect more deeply with the person that they already knew where we have to like find people. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, like, (sighs) I also feel like we're both at the age too where it's kind of like eh. like <laughs> like as much as I want to have like a friend or something to go out with like you know I just know that like right now I'm just kind of like it's it, it's a lot harder for me to make that friend just because I'm not at a military base I'm not at a location I have made a friend with um my neighbor that's down the street and I really like her so far um do we have a lot in common I don't know I know that we like books so that's kind of what, and we have two kids that are roughly the same age. So that's what we've connected on. And that's great. But I know that this isn't, I know that it's probably not going to be a lifelong relationship, friendship, because A, she's not a military spouse. She doesn't know what my life consists of. And th- like, you know, her husband travels a little bit for work, but like two or three days. Like when I told her that Jeremy was going to be gone for a month, she's like, oh my God. And I was like, yeah, it's, that's actually oh not that long. <laughs> so yeah Um, it is our age but it's also our kids age I think my kids as they're getting like into the middle school age it's less about like play dates and getting to know moms that have similar kids it's like hey my son is having a birthday party can you drop your kid off and it's like oh okay (laughs) yeah yeah well and as I feel like also like at our age and we're not even that old, but we're old in terms of military spouses. We are. You know, most military spouses. God, most military spouses are between the age of eighteen to twenty-six, twenty-seven. Mm-hmm. Is that a good fair range? Oh yeah. And um, and because most military people are getting in for like three, four, five years, maybe eight, and then they're getting out. They're not staying in past that ten. They're not going to twenty. There's there's a lot smaller, like group of spouses in that age it dwindles always does yeah it dwindles and so and I feel like a lot of us at that point are just kind of like just a over (laughs) military life um and we're just kind of like trucking through the trenches just to get through it knowing that there's a light at the end of the tunnel I see a light at the end of the tunnel but I'm so scared (laughs) that that tunnel is just going to get extended um I'm not scared but like I don't know if I want to do this for more See, than like, 20 With years. us, it's like there is there is no light at the end of the tunnel because I feel like we're just going to be stuck working government for until we die. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's I just mean, how it is. We, I mean, if we didn't have the family business to go into, go into, I mean, I'm already in it, but to go into and like take over from my parents, then going over 20 years wouldn't be like that would be like oh yeah that's absolutely what we're doing we're gonna do that until Jeremy Jeremy decides that he's no longer wants to be in the military and I always will support any decision that he wants to make we had this conversation not that long ago 
Um, Cause he had said something and I was like, look, like I'm going to support your decision no matter what you want to do, but you also need to like, at least discuss it with me. Cause they, he did something where I was like, this wasn't even something we discussed or at least including me like, Hey, this is what I'm thinking. Um, and I was like, you know, granted, like I was, I'm going to be like, yeah, absolutely go do it. Or, you know, he kept on talking about ranger school and I was like, are you at that? I was like, are you sure you want to do ranger school? You're, you're kind of old to go to ranger school. Like in terms of, army army years on your body you are not a sprightly young man like are you going to be able to get through that without like serious injury and he was like probably not um but you know I still want to go but he's not gonna go I think he's I yeah I don't know but I mean he's 36 so he's no, like I feel like, we're he's like 48 in military body years I don't it, it didn't really dawn it hasn't really hit me that we're that old until like this the other day we were sitting at the co- or the px and we were in duncan and there was this group of girls behind us all talking about going to the market or whatever and then i thought they were teenagers and i like looked back and i was like oh why are they like not in school right now they seemed so young but then i was like listening to their conversation just like yeah well my little one's in preschool and we're da 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 started talking i'm like looking at them like what so I was like they were all definitely military spouses and I thought they were teenagers I was just like oh my god I'm so old like just listening to them talk I was like I I remember being that but like I definitely feel like I have no problem being friends of with people of different ages like you know I have friends that are a lot older I have friends that are a lot younger than me but I will say that it's been a little bit harder for me to connect with the younger spouses because of just the way that they are not in terms of like the way they are in a bad way but like just the way they do things that I just I'm like you know very TikTok oriented Snapchat um I don't know like it's got to where we're, 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 we're old enough it's another generation it's a totally yeah. different generation yeah it is a very di- different generation and um A lot of times I just, it's not even them. It's me. It's just like, I feel lost. Like, I feel like I'm like a deer caught in the headlights. Like I was like, I don't know how to behave because I'm just so used to doing things my way and the way that I was raised to do it. And so I'm kind of get like, I feel like shell shock sometimes where I'm just like, oh, that's a thing. We do that. We can do that. Can I do it? And it's not way too much on TikTok, which makes me really feel old. I'm like, oh, really? (laughs) That's how that works? Like, Oh, that was so easy. Why why? Even just like lingo. Like I like lingo with younger like I'm just kind of like even okay, just talking well, to like millennials, we had some of the dumbest lingo when we were in like young, young. So But I feel like we didn't even have a lot of different lingo that was different. Now I feel like there's just something for every freaking word out there. And it's just kind of like, huh? and like and or uh, and I just and I don't know it makes me feel dumb because I'm just like I have no fucking clue what you're saying um and that's not that's not a you thing that's a me thing because I just don't know it and I have no desire to learn any of the lingo like Devin will come home and say something and I'm just like can we not can we just say the word like cool instead of lit or whatever I don't again I don't know the lingos and what they're meaning or anything like that like I said a word the other day my like my stepbrother was just like whoa Ashley and I'm like, is that not the meaning? He goes, yeah, but you didn't use it right. And I'm like, you have to use it in the correct way? Like, say it in a certain way? Like, what's wrong with you? Um, But yeah, so I just, I feel, 
in terms of connecting with people, it takes, I guess it takes energy. It's like a relationship. So like you have to work extra hard at it. Mm-hmm. Like you're working, like it should be easy, but at times it's not, it's not easy. But you can keep the connection if you want to. And it's just as easy as making them part of your everyday life. Video calls are accessible literally no matter where you are, pretty much. So I yeah. I just just talking and doing things and keeping traditions alive and starting new traditions and finding some way to make it special, whether that's reading a book together, writing a note. Uh I don't even know if I want to say this on on the podcast, but like Jeremy was like, we should keep our sex life interesting. And he like would like send all of these, like there's like all these apps out there where you could like talk about like, you know, what's a fantasy and you you could answer the question. It would send it to the other person. And it was interesting for the first period, but like we always find out more about each other when we're gone because we open up a little bit more because you're kind of got that. They have board games for that too, though. Yeah. Yeah. They got well. I mean, they've got toys for that distance, distance, distance loving too. But, um, but you know, like it's I love not love. That's not the right word. I actually get excited when Jeremy's gone for a long period of time because it gives us a chance to um take a step back and kind of like reevaluate both of us on each other's sides, and then we're when we're talking to each other, because we do a lot of texting, like we don't do a lot of phone call calls. Um, so we'll text each other throughout the day and things like that. And we, we're both very emotional readers. So like, we don't tend to like to talk about things face to face, like when it's something serious, because like my facial expression, resting, uh, resting bitch face for sure. Jeremy's same thing, except for he just kind of gives you the look like, like this weird look that like, I'm just like, are you looking at me like I'm an idiot? Like, and it's just his face. But it makes me so mad. So, like, we always have, like, these super heartfelt, like, uh, conversations when he's gone. Because, A, he realizes what he's missing and, like, how much I do. And he always is always like, oh, you know, I I should tell you this more often. And we always have that conversation about, like, you know, this is great that you're saying it now, but you should be saying it when you're home. But as well as, like, we get to learn stuff about each other. Like, when he, his last deployment, like, we learned so so much about each other because we grow and we've talked about this in other podcasts where we're not the same I mean we both met in high school we are not the same people we were in high school we're not the same people we were five years ago and so it's always kind of fun to relearn what our likes and dislikes are now that we've grown and things like that like you know the other day he was asking me like well what do you want in your stocking like give me some ideas and I was like well I really want to do bullet journaling. Like Sabrina kind of talked me into it. I really want to do it. So I would like some things to do that. And he's like, I don't know what that is. And he like Googled it. And he's like, oh, okay. I think I can come up with something for that. And I'm just kind of like, but like, that's not something that he probably would have known that I wanted to do unless like we sat down and had a conversation about like, what are some things? Yeah, everyday life, just the same as we're talking about with friends, everyday life with your spouse gets to be, like just so monotonous and then you don't connect the way you you should because we're the same when he's gone it's like oh we're talking about things that don't have to do with the kids school the house being clean the chores that need done what do you want for dinner yeah yeah Yeah. and I and I I like I look forward to those times because then it's it feels like we're reconnecting and we're relearning each other and then when he comes home you know, we get to take all that knowledge that we both learned and implement it the best way that we can. Um, 
And I will say that like our relationship, even though we've had like two pretty big fights this past year, um, has been better than it has been in years just because we've had those opportunities to kind of, you know, I don't like this anymore, or I really think we could try this, or we should do this more often, or, you know, I really want to make sure that we go on a trip this year and things like that. So. You can keep the connection and distance sucks, but yeah, we're talking like the difference. Uh, if you're a younger spouse, just be super happy and grateful for how easy it is to connect with your family and your spouse with the distance nowadays, because we're we're not like we said we're not old don't call us old but like we lived in the time i love how we're called like seasoned i think that's like the great yeah we lived in a time where it was just not like this and if we did get to skype even with my parents when i lived in hawaii it was so choppy that like it's like we're not having a conversation we're like now me and ashley can record podcasts like imagine like we have full conversations we've been on here talking on the podcast let alone beforehand for like yeah we were just talking catching up on like everyday life and things like that and so that's and that's great and like you know if you are going home for the holidays or you're visiting like we've said in other episodes it's okay to say no it's okay to set boundaries that and that's do set boundaries like hey I'm coming home for Christmas this is where I am if you want to see me you have to come to me don't use all your energy and your resources, making sure that you go see everybody. If they want to see you, they'll come see you. And you have um, boundaries with family. Like if you yeah. want to have a video call with your spouse who's deployed and not have parents, in-laws, cousins, sisters in that video call on Christmas, feel like you should be able to do that. Like say, hey. Or even be like, hey, I'm going to go in here and talk to them for a few minutes by myself. And then I'll come out and let everyone say hi. Yeah. Type of thing. But like, like set you know, that boundary like hey I definitely still want to have time with my spouse alone on Christmas yeah and don't let them be like oh he can be on the call with us well we'll be quiet or set the boundary hey well, set that boundary but explain to them that like that can just be overstimulating for him like for your service member um you know I don't know if you've I mean I know if I've been on the receiving end where it's just jumble I'm just like I can't I'm done like yeah and also I mean there's things that our service member tells us personally that he doesn't want the family to know as well so like you you need to also make sure if you aren't going to go to another room you telling your service member that because if they're not aware that your his parents are behind you and they're telling him things that they don't want to hear yeah yeah so like communication communication on Christmas and it it, yeah like I said, it, it's a lot easier nowadays to do it. You just have to, you have to do it. You have to, you know, if you're in that slump, you kind of have to figure a way to get out of that slump, reach out to another service member. Cause you're not the only one that's going through it alone. Um, if you're doing, if you're going through a deployment, there's at least one other spouse that's going through a deployment with you. And so um, you, even if it's just like, Hey, do you mind if I text you? Even if you don't want to meet in person, text, Facebook Messenger, Snapchat, TikTok. I don't, all of, there's so many different avenues. Um, and there's so many people online. There's us online. You can, I mean, we're, we're, you can reach us on any of the deployed love pages on the Rock Up Buttercup page. Um, you can join our Hearts Connect group, which is, which is why we, we, we created that group was so that there was a safe space for, for spouses across the world to connect with the military spouses. Um, you know, there's so many places where you can meet in and connect with someone 
um, whether it's a pen pal or finding someone who lives close to you to connect or, you know, reach out to your, you know, FRG key spouse and see if they have any resources for you. If you are just in a slump and especially if you're by yourself, because being by yourself is a lot different than being by yourself with kids, um, for the holiday seasons. I've done both. Um, my, my focus is always the kids during the holiday season. So I feel like I don't even get into a slump at Christmas just because like, I'm just so focused on making sure that they have like the best time. I think Uh, holidays pre-kids was way harder. It was just like, even if it wasn't where I was alone, but having to go back and be around family and then still trying to like text with and my expl- spouse and like yeah <laughs> or even just explaining like if you did go home because I went home quite a bit too um during those time frames and just explaining to the family like well where's Jeremy and be like oh well either he's deployed or he couldn't come because of he's in the field or something nine out of ten times it was he was deployed but you know there's been Thanksgiving holidays where I've gone home and he stayed home because he couldn't leave because he was on like restricted duty, uh, couldn't go further than 50 miles, things like that. And it's, it's hard to explain to non-military families. I feel, I feel like I have well, explained to the exception of being on your phone. I feel like at Christmas, especially dinners where families yeah. like, oh, we're going to be screen free for dinners. Like, no. no way. No way. No, there, there were definitely, there were definitely, like, I remember specifically um, one Christmas in like the thanksgiving where i was like if my phone rings I'm i don't up. care who's near it you answer it mm-hmm. i don't care what the number says answer it do not let it go to voicemail answer it because it was that was the time though where like if he got that phone call that was like maybe the only phone call i would get in the mm-hmm. entire week and um there were, i remember like even at work like when i was working um uh, when i was waitressing like if i was just like um like hey guys I know Jeremy's calling me today because he was like hey I'm gonna try calling because he would send me like an email and be like hey I'm gonna try to go uh get in the call line to like over to the phones and try to call you today and I'd be like if you see me running to the back of the thing please watch my tables because Jeremy's calling me and it would be like the and then and oh my gosh I I'm so glad that our current like newer military spouses don't necessarily have to deal with this as much as we did. But yeah, that heartbreak that you feel when you've missed a phone call is devastating, like devastating. Like it would just, I just be would, I would just be so like bummed out for like the rest of the day. Yeah. Cause it wasn't um, like the call of the day. It was like the call of the week that you Yeah. Got. I mean, yeah. cause sometimes, sometimes he would get the opportunity to come back and call later on. Sometimes he would be able to call the next day. And then there would be times where it would be like a week or two where I didn't get to hear his voice. I still got an email. I should like preference, like there was still that communication, but like to hear your soldier's voice, um, is, is way different than getting like an email. And so, during that time frame where, where it was very sporadic, it was very, you know, only a couple times a month. You, yeah, you it often, call- I feel like he'd call when he'd be back on base, but he wasn't always yeah. in the wire, right? Like no, he was out on yeah. mission. So yeah, he only got those calls when he was, and you waited for them because even if you did get an email, you had no idea where he was or what you didn't they were know. Doing. Yeah. You didn't know, like if they would get called out, like as soon as he sent that email and it would, cause then you would be like, Oh man, like he was supposed to call me today. He didn't call. And then you'd be like, oh, did something happen? And then, 
and then you it was just so go much down more stressful back then. It was, it was so, bad. so stressful. So I feel like nowadays, like where you know most people who are on a planned deployment have their own computers, have potentially a cell phone, have some for, so, sort of device that they can just use whenever they want to. Obviously, not on mission, but whenever they get back to their their you know housing wherever situation that they're in, whether it's a room or bunk or whatever. Um, it's, I, I definitely feel it's very different now. Obviously there's still members who are going through these, these like rapid deployments where they don't have oh, their own lovely. devices and things like that. But, um, and it's, and I, I, you know, for anyone who did that, like, just think about like, that was what we were dealing with for Every 12 time. to 16 months. Cause I mean, the deployments were 12 to 16 months back then. And, um, yeah. So I, I definitely am so happy that technology has grown to accommodate and allow better connection with your service member when they're gone. Um, so don't get mad at any seasoned spouse when they're like, oh, but back in the day, this is how it was just because like, I don't know, I, I kind of get a little irritated when I hear spouses going like, oh, I haven't heard from him in 12 hours, but I talked to him like three times yesterday and I'm like, are you kidding? Like, like, I get it. Like, I get that that's a lot, um, that you're so used to seeing him every single day. Um, and I, and again, it's different MOSs. I have always have to remind myself that different MOSs have different hours and expectations, hours and expectations. Like, you know, like my husband's 11 Bravo, he's, you know, usually out there in the mud and grunting, grunting around and things like that. So like he's out on mission and he's not going to have his he's not going to have his devices and stuff with him all the time. And he is gone. Like even when he's home, he's working late hours. He's constantly in the field. He's jumping out of airplanes. I like your description. That was hilarious. (laughs) He's in the mud grunting around. What does that sound like to you? I mean, that's, I mean, literally crawl around the muds, pew pewing at each other all day long. Like it's just like, that's all they do, but it's all the time. And there's, you know, he could be gone from 4 a.m., and back at 9 p.m., he's in the field constantly, you know, but there are other MOSs where their jobs are 9 to 4, 9 to 3. Their husbands are home super early. And and that's great for you. I'm so happy. But, like, just remember that that's not the case for everyone. Everyone that you're talking to, especially if you're using a platform like Facebook, that... um it's okay to complain, but also kind of be respectful of other people because, or expect, or be respectful of the, the, the feedback you get being like, oh, well, you should be lucky because your husband, your spouse is home by three o'clock in the afternoon when I'm lucky to have my husband home before eight, um, every single night. Um, so it's one of those things where, um, don't get upset when you get feedback like that, because you, you're probably going to get feedback, especially if you, post in a public form i don't know yeah i just but i don't like facebook so enjoy you all should know that all year round i mean just just make sure you do connect with people that are far away from you because you can't it's a lot harder to make the relationship back like to regain it than to just continuously keep the connection and i don't know find a way whether that's scheduling things planning things out making like a book club or a crafting club i mean i would be super grateful to have like a video call with my grandma every week where she was we were quilting together or something you know like find the interests that you have in common and make it happen while you can because you never know I mean life is just so short I think that's what I'm coming down to like 
the reason we're going home is not good reasons. And it's, it's sad because life is so short. So like keep those connections, um, be close to people that you can from afar. Cause yeah. life is so race. easy to do anymore. It's just so easy. It is. It is so easy. And, you know, we say this all the time to have grace, give yourself grace, give your family grace, give your soldier grace, um, have room for flexibility. It's, it's, it's the army military. We all know that it's never going to go to according to plan. So, you know, do the very best you can to get through the holidays, whether it's a simple holiday, like Valentine's day, your anniversary, um, birthdays. I mean, those are all important too. And those are all can be lonely days. So find ways to make them special for you guys, whether it's a date night via Facebook, whether he's deployed or not, um, or, you know, just find, find, find the way we're all different. What would work for me may not work for Sabrina. What works for Sabrina may not work for you guys. So, you know, um, there's so many resources out there that could help you guys stay connected. Uh, way more than there were just even five years ago yeah so and, well thank you guys for joining us happy end of the third season with us. The next I can't one is, we're at the end of that season we'll be we're gonna be super excited in the next one because we get to start a new season and we're gonna be talking about goals and our 2024 so we I, yeah I mean I just I think 2024 is just a few days away when we're recording this let alone when you guys are hearing it's tomorrow tomorrow's 2024 when you guys are hearing this so oh gosh that's crazy new year. <laughs> yes I can't believe we're already in, going into our fourth season this has been so much fun it just so you amazing. know and we've met some of the been... coolest people yeah and we've learned a lot. I feel like we've learned a lot about ourselves, but also like, I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's like an every other week therapy session, whether we're, yeah. we're just like venting to each other well, or we have well, like, guests on. We've had some exactly. like counselors on who are like literally getting therapy. Well, and I love that we get to do this and connect this way. I mean, cause like, you know, like this whole time, like we've been talking about like our, our friendship and connecting, like, you know, you're, you're overseas and we don't get to talk to each other as much as we used to when you were back at Bragg, but this is like at least something I know I get to talk to you and chat about. And like we were just saying, I think we talked for like 40 minutes before we actually hit the record for sure. Well, thank you guys for making it possible, making um, the future possible too. We already have things scheduled and planned for already half of next year. So we aren't going anywhere. We'll be back in the new year with some new episodes. So we look forward to spending the new year with you guys. So like we like to say, look up Buttercup.